Check my inbox and what do I see? Just another day, another T-R-A-D-E I'm an addict And I need it in my veins, I'm an addict Otherwise I feel plain now Every day I wake up, people got a problem Making all these trades up, got me saying got em But I've been paid up, I even started from the bottom See I don't wait up, I ain't even playing possum So what it cost them, just a couple of firsts Can't believe that it worked, not to say I'm a jerk But I'm an addict, it's what I said in the first You can curse all you want, you can pray in your church But I'ma keep tapping return, I win up I learn I ain't trying to burn any bridges I yearn For the feeling I earn, I'ma win it's a turn You had a cheek before I drop you like the beat I'm an addict, and I'm not really ashamed I'm an addict, I'm reclining with the brain I'm an addict, and the pot is what I'm playing I'm an addict, Russ and Rocky Other names, trade addicts pie Let's go I am Dynasty Outhouse and I have a trading problem I am Rocky Petrella, and I also have a trading problem. I'm Puff Kick, and I have a trading problem. Hey, everybody, and welcome to session 293 of the Trade Addicts, a proud member of the Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network, the DAP Network, if you will. And we will, at least Rocky and I will. Uh, Mr. Puff Kick over here is quote-unquote having camera issues. I think he's just trying to build the mystique around himself definitely not giving his name not showing us his face i you know he's probably too good looking and we can't handle it and if that's the case i appreciate it because i would be so distracted just it's staring a, at your beautiful it's mind. a smoky it's i just gonna say we don't have that problem. that i'm building hence the handle beautiful it's beautiful um but we are here on another sad injury filled depressing week of football but we're not we're not gonna we're not gonna let it bring us down um before we do get into that anyway you know why don't you mr puff i i'm gonna call you for short um why don't you like you know i guess you already gave us your handle already but why don't you do it again you know if you like to do things if you like to tweet about certain things if you whatever you want to do just just say a little bit about yourself um, I really like playing Dynasty League fantasy football and basically just like, um, <laughs> like, like other people's tweets and like retweet stuff and stuff. Um, you can find me on Twitter because I refuse to call it X. Um, yep, as you should. At puff underscore pass underscore kick. Um, but I don't like. I'm not an analyst or like not really like providing a lot of uh, data or takes or anything, just more kind of like along for the ride. I mean, honestly, me too, but people still <laughs> find a reason to follow me. I mean, they should be following Rocky. He's the smart one here anyway. Um, but since you are I here. I follow both of you guys. Well, we appreciate your admiration and I don't respect. know why people follow me anyway. I barely post on Twitter anymore, but. I usually just post about my kids or Disney stuff or about how good the last episode of Doctor Who was. Um, so, 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 so Mr. Puff, how long have you been playing fantasy football? Um, you know what? It's really, it sounds really silly to call me Mr. Puff. You can just call me John. Um, uh, fine. I've been playing 
I, I I'm sorry to ruin the mystique. It just I it sounds so silly now that now that we've been doing it for a few <laughs> Dude, minutes. I've had people like, call me outhouse for a couple of years. <laughs> I'm sure you do. Like I, I like the handle. Like I, I was like I thought of it because of like um I was like, okay, like the two shows I was listening to the most at the time were like at Trade Addicts and Dynasty Junkies. So I was like and then, like, you had your handle, and I was like, I kind of like this whole, like, junkies, like, addicts thing, but I didn't want to be, like, Dynasty Meth Head or something, you know? It had to good, be something I, like... Good move, good move. Could, good like, move. kind of embrace. <laughs> um, no offense to uh, anybody that does meth and plays Dynasty. <laughs> like, if that's your jam and you're not hurting anybody, do you, man. You do you. All right, so how long have you been but, playing um, I started playing... I started playing the COVID year, like the only other, like I did it once in like middle school, but that was when you had to like get like the newspaper and like do everything yourself, like add everything up. Um, and like I, the cool kids in middle school, like wouldn't let me be in their league. So I did like one with like my family and stuff, but I had to do like all the teams myself cause nobody else really cared. So like halfway through, I think I just kind of gave up on that. And then, um i always wanted to play but for whatever reasons like like um i'd like work a job and it would be like oh we don't allow that here or whatever um so i just like always like missed out on like doing leagues and then like the covid year of all years i played in the family league so i think that was like 2020 and um i like i i had no idea what i was doing but i like had Christian McCaffrey, Mike Williams, and Justin Herbert. So, like, the first – I was, like, one in three, but I had, like, three of the top scoring guys, like, the first three weeks. So, I was, like, okay, what am I doing wrong that I have, like, apparently, like, a good team, but I, like, suck. So, I started watching videos, and then after – I ended up, like, turning my team around and winning that, like, redraft family league, and then – after that season ended and the Super Bowl happened, that was like the Burrow Stafford Super Bowl Rams Bengals. After that is when I found Dap Network, and then I've been. I think I guess I'm now like I guess second year Dynasty. Um. So I got I just like had this void after like the season ended, and then like I had been hearing about Dynasty Superflex tight end free. Premium, like 12 team, you know, like 14 team, blah, blah, blah. Um, like just pretty much anybody I got advice from during the regular season was like, you know, start this guy. But if you play Dynasty Superflex tight end premium, trade for this guy. And it just like I started looking into it. And that's when I found um, you guys. I found Trade Addicts, Junkies, Real Fantasy Timeline. Then one day I realized it was all part of one network. And um, been like sucked in ever since. I thought I'd be able to convince some people to play Dynasty with me, and like everyone I brought it up to is totally not into it. So <laughs> yep. um, fortunately, I got in a league. Rocky was in the league, but he left. It was on sleeper with um, Josh and Drew from Timeliner in it. And then um, I got in Junkies League 3, Listener League 3. So um, it's cool to, like, 
I don't know. Even though like I've been like DMing you guys for like over a year and stuff, like, and I know I don't like super know you. It's cool. To, it's fun to be like in a league with some people that I kind of feel like I know, rather than just like totally random people I've never met. Um, and I like the like people that come in the chats and stuff like that. And there's actually some crossover from the Junkies Listener League. Like some of the guys from that picked up orphans in the the league on Sleeper, so. It's kind of funny how it it all comes together. So, so that yeah. worked perfectly because what I'm hearing is trade addicts and dynasty junkies were the gateway drug for you getting into dynasty fantasy football. And that is not really on brand for either of us at all, <laughs> but super on brand for our names. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And uh, I think he's just you now he needs to get into TA12 for us so he can hit the try. No, you shut <laughs> No. Man, no, don't say like we have gone so long without you starting that TA12 stuff on me. No, I I am I am maxed. All right, but while while John is going and, and trying to get his internet working a little better, we'll talk about the news. Um well, I mean, okay, so yeah, Frank made the great point that Justin Jefferson is back. That is fantastic news, but again, I'll believe that when I see it. And it made sense that they would wait until the in, until the bye week was over, so I'm hoping it comes back now. So, so Sorry John, what are some the, of the best like, and worst trades you've made in Dynasty Fantasy Football? Ooh, um, I think one of the best ones I did was um, the year, like, so two years ago, like, before Dable took over for the Giants and Danny Dimes had, like, a good year, I traded, um, it was Kendrick Bourne, Taysom Hill, and Sam Darnold for... Danny Dimes, and I felt like that ended up being pretty good. It was super flex, um, and everybody was down on Dimes. <laughs> and then it was nothing. What's that? I said you had a solid year, and then it was nothing. Yeah, I should have I should have dumped him in the league that I had him. I would have made, like, a nice profit. Um, it was funny what you could get Goff and Dimes for, like, two years ago, I guess. Um like late seconds and stuff. It was just like really funny. Nobody wanted them. Um, and then um, what's one of the worst trades I did? Let me think. Well, I know that just like this past weekend, I traded for, okay, so I have a team, it's super flex, and all I have is Burrow and Fields. And then I picked up like all this stragglers this year like Aiden O'Connell and Dorian Thompson Robinson I have a bunch of random those guys um Tyson Badgent um so I traded Debo Samuel and Fields for Trevor Lawrence on Sunday Mm. but the guy accepted the trade like after I'm in central standard time so like after the noon games had started he like accepted the trade and the trade deadline was that week for this league. Oh, no. And um, so I couldn't start T law because like, I already, I didn't know if he was going to accept it or not. So I had to like start my roster, you know, I yeah. started, uh, what's his name? Tim Boyle, <laughs> Tim no, Boyle. No. That's like how bad <laughs> it was. And I was so mad at fields. I have enough field shares that like, this was one team where I was like, okay, I don't want to ride him into the playoffs. I'm in second place i think in this league and um 
I was like, I need somebody a little more solid because that last game he had, I think it was like Monday night versus the Chargers or something. And like, he had like 11 points and he was just like dropping the ball everywhere. It was not good. I don't, I'm not an anti-fields guy. Just like, man, for this one team, I just need like a steady, even like a 15 point. I tried to get Russ Wilson for like a second and the guy was like not responding at all. Um, I would have given like more, but it just seemed like he wasn't even like responding to trades. Um, then I watched the Monday night game and I was like, oh, what a time to trade for T-Law. You know, fortunately, it sounds like it's just a high sprain and not like I thought from the reaction that he had on the field. I thought it was like I was getting like Rogers flashbacks when he was it just like, I'm going to sit here until yeah. they bring out the cart because I can't walk. You know, I was like, "Uh oh, this is not good. But. Um, so I guess, I don't know, maybe it's not too bad of like a, um, far as the scale goes, like depending on how you vote, view Debo and Fields and where Fields ends up next year, but bad as far as timing on my part. That's rough, man. Um, that's cool. We'll talk about my trade for Tank um, Dell in a little bit. Um, <laughs> what is the guiding principle you take with you when you are offering or evaluating trades? Um, I think that there's two guiding principles. One is like basically kind of just like screw you, you know, like just like (laughs) I'm going to do what it takes. Like, I don't care. I'm not here to like make friends with league mates or whatever. Just like, you know, just tune everything out and focus in on, um, winning it's like a hard road to do and i don't really like to do it but i think that's like one guiding principle you can do if you can just absolutely stick to it all the time but the route i like to go is um i like i try to like make note of trade offers that like bother me and then not do that um <laughs> i try like you know if if i can tell a team is like totally rebuilding um and trying to like you know, get their, their first round pick to be like as high up as it can be. Like, I'm not gonna like try to like sell them like Eric Henry for their or something. You know what I mean? It's like, I know like what they're trying to do. So I'm just like, I'm not going to waste their time with like silly offers like that. So I think sort of my guiding principle is like the sort of golden rule. It's like, what kind of trade offer would you want to see in your inbox? You know, or like, how, how would you feel if somebody sent this to you? Like, are you going to be like, Oh, that's like, that's an intriguing offer. Are you going to be like, dude, don't waste my time with this, you know? So. Another one of those send good offers people. I mean, whatever, man, whatever. I think that like, people expect too much. Despite what you want to say about, about whatever trade calculators, I feel like the market's kind of gotten to a point where like you can't pull too much over on anybody. So it's like, you might as well just be real with people like, and just like, Hey, I want this guy. How much extra are you going to make me pay or whatever? I don't know. You know what I mean? It's like, I think like this sort of like swindling, like the swindling days are done and maybe not one's caught on to that. Like, I think a lot of people are aware of like a general sort of um, ballpark price for a lot of these guys, you know? Yeah. It's absolutely a fantastic point. Like in every aspect of this game, 
edges are so much harder to come around by just because of the amount of information out there. And, you know, you find yourself playing to your level. Like, sure, if you want to win money, you try and find suckers in a league. But if you're playing for fun, you try and find suckers in your league anyway, just because you still want to win, right? But, like, more than not, it's people that won't take bad offers. But that does not stop me from sending them. So you calm yourself down. Um, All right. So let's get back to the news. We talked about... Uh, Justin Jefferson coming back. I mean, there's nothing else to say except, oh, God, please come back, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> um, the other things I have, um, and then we'll, we'll talk about things if we want to talk about them. I'll just read them out, though. Brett Ripien signs with the Jets. Maybe we should stop and talk about that for a minute, right? That's, That's because... super exciting. Oh, God, what were they? What are they? What? What are they doing? Well, mind. yeah, I mean, Zach Wilson's reluctant to, to start. So, I mean, they got to do something. They already, right? they already <laughs> ruined his career. They don't need to ruin his life by putting him behind that terrible offensive line. I just thought that was a hilarious report. He's reluctant to go back. I wonder if that's real or not. <laughs> I know. Um, Christian Kirk out for the season with a core injury. I did not see this coming. I am sad. Very, very sad by that. Trevor Lawrence apparently has a high ankle sprain. Is considered week to week. I'm reading something, or Frank, I should say, told me that he's not even ruled out for Sunday. Let that man rest. Give him a week. You're, you're in the playoffs so far. Just let Trevor rest. Um, Ramondre let Stevenson missed several weeks. <laughs> I, for, I forgot to write down why he's going to miss several weeks, but Ramondre Stevenson is going to miss several weeks. Um, and... Tank Dell broke his fibula, blocking up the middle for a goal line run. I, yeah. yeah, what is up with that? Th- there is no good answer. Like, this is, I remember week two of the season when, you know, Kenneth Gamewell was hurt, DeAndre Swift came in and just destroyed it. I said, you know, you, you should just glue the offensive coordinator's feet to the floor and just everybody in Philly should get to walk past him with their hands out and just slap him in the face. Like, we should be doing this to the the Houston offensive coordinator. What are you thinking putting a five foot six, 80 pound dude blocking up the middle? Like, um, like honestly, yeah, Tank Dell, I'm so go man. So mad about that. So mad about that. Uh, like he's the, this is the one thing to me that actually has dynasty impact because I mean, Ramondre Stevenson, I, yeah. High ankle sprain, by the way. What? High ankle sprain, by the way. Also, Kenny Pickett with a high ankle sprain. Yeah. Um, Like, yeah, but, like, none of that really has much dynasty impact. But Tank Dell, uh, a lot goes into this. You know, did we believe that what we saw was real? You know, do you think that them bringing in another wide receiver, which they were probably going to do anyway, affects his value? He's 24, which I don't think most people realize that he came into the league pretty old for a rookie. You know, so what does this do to his value? And like every time I stop and think about it, I still have Tank Dell at this point or as a top 15 wide receiver because he like I, I bought him in Trade Addicts 1 and I'm sad because I was trying to make the playoffs, but I'm still not sad to have him on my team. I'm not going to go trade him away for someone who is scoring points right now. But like to me, like, I'm very curious what your guys' opinion are. And since John either can't or won't hear Rocky, I don't know if he's choosing to or not. I'm going to let John go first. What are your thoughts on Tank Dell and what like where do you 
have him ranked ish because I mean I don't really do ranks, but I still kind of talk like I do. Um, like, what are your feelings on Tank Dell and his future? For starters, my feelings are I'm heartbroken. Yeah, like he's just been if if you have him on any team, it's like one of those gems where it's just it's so fun to to have him this season. You know what I mean? And I I have I play one redraft league, and we had. Um, Puka and Stroud and Tank stacked and um, like I think we're like third or fourth I think we're like fourth place right now but um, I'm heartbroken it's been such a fun ride I don't know enough about the injury and like the recovery from it I feel like if that's not if it's like a common thing and people come back from it like I'm not too worried about like the 2024 is like I wouldn't be too, too concerned. Um, I think it's kind of one of those where like, I think one of the trades, not to jump ahead on the show sheet, but like, I think somebody snagged him in one of your leagues for like a late first. And I was kind of almost surprised they didn't, I was like, I would take that all day, like before the injury. Um, I wonder kind of what sort of by, I wonder kind of, Maybe like what I I'm surprised he got him for a late first is what I'm trying to say a late 24 first. I felt like it, he normally would go for more, and I guess I'm curious to see kind of what kind of discount maybe you could get on him now um, from panicky people. And I should have just opened with I'm still all in on Tank Dell. Yeah, we got that from all that you were saying, and I I'm there with you. Um, we will hold on talking about that trade for a little bit because. That was me. Um, so, so rock tank Dell thoughts. Yeah, I'm I'm in on tank Dell too. It's it's uh, excuse me, smoke. <laughs> Jeez, oh, um, it's like uh, like I said when Puka started rising up. It's, uh, you don't play this well. Uh, I don't care what the circumstances are. Who's not there? Who is there? You don't start your your career off this well and just like disappear. And he's done it over an extended stretch now, uh, and he's. Uh, you know, very high production. So, uh, yeah, I, I love Tank Dell. I'm with you. We actually talked about him on Junkies this past week. Um, Matt Price, uh, our buddy, was on, and uh, he think I, I think he said exactly what he did. I think he said he has him at wide receiver 15, 15 or 16 is what it was. Yeah. Um, and I'm right there with you. I just – he's good. He's Like you said, he's not as young as we might think he is. I didn't even realize he was 24, but 24 is still young. So yeah. – just, um, yeah, you he's know, just not 22, like you're 21, like you might expect a guy that just came. Yeah, out. we're getting way too ageist. Like 25 is almost 27, which is almost 28, which is almost 29, which is almost 30, and you're dead at 30. Yes, so. you might as well sell at 24. <laughs> like that's how ridiculous it's getting. Um, so I pulled up the DLF trade finder, and there were two trades done today that are simple because the rest of them are very lots of pieces. Actually, no, they're not. Um, so Tank Dell for Jaden Reed, which don't get me wrong, I really like Jaden Reed. He's doing really well. It's another one of those players that I don't think anyone really expected this well from him. But man, that's still Tank Dell. I don't care about that injury. Tank yeah. Dell for Kyron Williams, which is a point grab. Which I that get I that. understand more. Like Jaden Reed, you're not even getting the points. Like I mean, you're getting points, but you're not getting like 
Kyron Williams points. You're and not getting Tank Dell points. Yeah, you know? and you're not getting Tank Dell points. Uh, but I'm saying, like, even a discounted Tank Dell because of the injury should be worth more than Jaden Reed. Um, and the last one that makes Wait, was the was the trade was the trade Tank Dell for Jaden Reed straight up? Yep. But wow. the team that traded away Tank Dell, their team name is Jamar Jamar Binks, which <laughs> makes me hate them. So that makes sense. Um, and the last trade is Tank Dell, Devin Singletary, and two thirds for Chris Godwin and Drake London. I don't hate that. You're not really getting points, but I think you're getting the value back with London and Godwin. It's not as bad. Yeah, I think I'd rather have Dell, but I, I would rather have Dell. And I mean, Singletary and again, really this bad, was but... just made. Um, this. That one, oh, that was the second. That may have actually been before the injury. That was Saturday. Never mind. The only two trades were those two one-for-ones. But let's, okay, but I mean, let's just move on and talk about it. We're going to do the Trade Addicts trades. Trade Addicts team leagues are 12-team super flex, PPR, tight end premium with 1.75 point per tight end reception and 0.05 points for return yardage in all leagues except for TA1, and we do have a TA1 trade. But I guess before we get to that, um, Chris, uh, Chris, yeah, I'm good calling Chris. Um, in the chat, brought up one for one trade Tank Dell for Nico Collins. Like, look, I really think there's a chance that the Texans bring in a wide receiver. If they do, there's a lot of very big wide receivers in this draft. So I'm worried about Nico Collins more, way more than I am Tank Dell. So, like, doing that, I get it. You're going to get those you points here because I think there's a very good chance that Houston drafts a wide receiver or goes and signs a wonderful free agent wide receiver like T Higgins, in which case it's going to be a bigger bodied X type guy like Nico is and not the kind of player that tank is. So, I mean, why are you bringing uh, this negative energy towards, (laughs) towards Nico, man? Oh, and Frank is saying this could never happen. Mike Evans just, to Houston is a narrative as well. Look, I'm just saying it's a it's a possibility. I'm not trying to no, be I'm negative. Te- I'm, I'm, trying to be, I'm trying to be I'm real. You. I'm teasing you. Um, no, I'm making stuff up as I go along. The other thing too is like I feel like um, John Mechie could be have a bigger role next year, and um, they haven't like utilized like Xavier Hutchinson at all. And you're probably right. Like, there's a very good chance they could draft another receiver. Um, it kind of seems like Stroud can do that thing where, like, even if he has lesser weapons, he can make them look good. You know, like Bobby Trees is like a thing again. It's like, yep, it's funny. Um, so the TA one trade was I got Tank Dell for well Rockies first. Um, so. <laughs> I would say it would be the 112, but he sucked it up this week when I needed him to win. So it's going to be the 111 because I'm I'm just I'm mad at Rocky now. I just did that to troll you. You and it worked real good. <laughs> um, honestly, like I, so I'm spite competing in TA one. You know, someone else has my first, so I might as well make the playoffs. And I sent that first for maybe six different players, and. That got accepted rather quickly, and I was pretty thrilled about it. Um, you know, the guy just said, he's like, look, man, I, I want to go in on picks and, you know, just go for it. And I was just, so, he, yeah, he went for it, and I was 
we were both happy and that's all that really matters. But I honestly, I'm, I think Sankdale should be worth more than a late first, but I'm not sad he took it. Yeah, I think that's a, a great trade for you. Uh, injury or no injury? Uh, I, I think definitely before the injury probably was worth I offered a first and what was essentially a late first and was essentially a late second. Um, this is that hot sauce league where thirds are like seconds. So, right, uh, and, and uh, I sent that over and it got rejected. So, uh, I, I would be glad to get him for a first. And I don't, like I said, I don't, especially since you're not like, I, you're probably not really legit, legit contending anyway. So I don't think it's a huge oh, no. deal that you lost the points that you thought you were getting from him. Uh, and like I said, if you're a rebuilding team, I'd be fine sending a late first for, for tank Dell. Oh yeah. Like getting in the playoffs would be an absolute bonus for me just because to screw over that guy that has my pick. There's no way in heck I'm winning this league. Like that is not absolutely at all going to happen. But you know, it's just fun to, you know, give a guy some crap that wouldn't give me my first back. And of course, that pick's going to be the one twelve. So one eleven. <laughs> all right. So we we've been talking about Tank Dell for for plenty long enough. Let's move on. Uh, two twenty four seconds for Kyron Williams, a twenty four third and fourth. What do you think of that, John? I actually like that deal. Um, I'd be surprised if you could get Kyron for just a second and like with getting the third and fourth back, like, I don't know if I was a compet, if I was like competing and I needed a running back, like from this week going forward, I would totally do that deal for, I would totally do that deal. I, I agree that I like it from the getting Kyron Williams perspective. I absolutely need a first if I'm selling Kyron Williams at this, he's scoring way too, even if it only ends up being this year, He's worth a first to to a contending team, in my opinion. So he is the running back three in points per game on the season. Um, yeah, it's like every game, it seems like he's. I guess that's twenty five points. I guess that's what I'm saying is like if I if I was getting the Kyron side, like if I'm getting Kyron and a third and a fourth for two seconds, and I'm like contending, I think that's like a sweet deal. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, agree. Yeah. I don't um, even think you should need I to think, add. I agree. I I think you'd. I think you'd have to give a first for him right now. Um, it for most people, you know, I'd be really surprised. I'm I'm surprised that that's a good that's a good deal if, if you're on the Kyron side, in my opinion. Yeah, like I get if you're rebuilding, you want those points off your team because, you know, there are a lot of leagues where it's a competition to get to as low as you can to get the earliest pick. So you do want Kyron Williams off your roster, but like. Uh, I, I, I get like just getting him off your team and then like using that to rationalize like, well, two seconds is kind of a first. I feel okay with that. And honestly, it's not terrible. It really isn't like, it's probably fine value, but like, I think it would just make me feel better to see a one there. And the thing is like, one of those seconds, I'm not even looking at what they are. Like, if one of those seconds was the 201, it would be really silly to say, well, I need a first. And it, like, uh, you know, but that, that it makes so much difference to our brains to see that one in the front. And I, this, I know a lot of people don't care about having running backs in a rebuild, but if you're a rebuilding team, I'm definitely holding up first because I don't even hate holding Kyron Williams. He's a 23-year-old second-year running back. It's not like he's, you know, about to die or something. So... 
He's a running back. They all are. If you can turn it around relatively quick, oh, I get that. But if you can turn it around relatively quickly, he could be part of your contending team still. If you know, you don't have to always like go all the way to the one hundred and one and take four years to get to contention again. Yeah, but it's so fun when you do do that. <laughs> um. So next, we move on to trade addicts two, which now this is a little sadder of a trade. Oh man, we had. Ugh. With so many injured players in trades that were traded before they were injured. Um, Jamison Williams and a 24 second for Ramondre Stevenson and Demario Douglas. Rocky, what do you think? This is a weird one. I don't know what to make of Jamison Williams. Are, are you into Jamison Williams still? Nope. I never yeah. really was. I was open to the upside that could be there. And, you know, it... I get that it's still early in his career to write him off because you should write off his rookie year. So this technically kind of is his rookie year, but I I don't think he has that ceiling that we wanted him to in the draft process. So like, he's good, but not yay. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah. And yeah, that really had that end around touchdown where he was fast. I would agree with you guys. I like, I would like, even though Ron, Ramondre just got hurt, I like Ramondre and Demario Douglas side better. I, um, I like New England never really seems to have a wide receiver and they finally do have one. I have no idea like who's going to be quarterback next year there. But, um, and I think despite whatever injury, like Ramondre is still like a, he's not too old and I think he's still a good back. People panic whenever a it's hurt. Um, I really don't know what to make of Jamison Williams, like going forward. And when you were talking about Nico a bit ago, I kind of um, feel the same way about Jamison Williams, where like Laporta really hit, and like you know they have Amon Ra, and um, like I kind of feel like they're not using Jamison to the amount that people. People had kind of hyped him up where it was going to be like he was going to be running down the field like every play and stuff. I don't think they're really utilizing him to the extent that people were hoping. And I kind of think you guys already said that. But um, I get yeah. kind of sketched out with Jameis Williams. And I feel like he still kind of costs – people still kind of want something for him if they have him because they probably paid a first for him, I mean. So he's kind of one of those guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of with John here. I, that's what I was saying. Like, I was more into Jamison Williams coming into the league than you were, Russ. But yes. I probably shouldn't have been because I've always liked to bring up that if guy doesn't do something in his first year in the league, even if it's due to injury, they hardly ever pan out. Oh my god, I'm like I have something in my throat here. Um, I anyway, I get choked up talking about Jamison. I know it's I was set such high hopes and it's just all dashed and I'm I'm verklempt. But. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but, yeah, I think that uh, I don't have much hope for him going forward. I mean, I think he'll be a, he can still be a solid player in the league, but he's not going to be someone that was worth, like, a mid-first-round pick that we all spent on him. So uh, I'm fine giving up to him in the second for Mondre. Uh, this, uh, this was done before the injury, correct? Correct, yeah. Yeah, so especially before the injury. Uh, and not that – I don't think Ramondre's been like gangbusters this year, but but he's a solid back, and it's basically it's basically almost like two seconds at this point because I don't know that anyone's giving up a first for yeah. James Williams. So 
Uh, yeah, I'll, I would do two seconds for Ramondre. Like Ramondre's good. Uh, that's really what it is. He's good. Uh, he was actually having a pretty good stretch, like three or four games, but he's good. So here, here's what worries me about Jamison Williams. He has one. Okay, this is actually hilarious. He has one game this season with more than three targets. In week seven, he had six targets. I'm going to give this away by asking, how many catches do you think he had? Uh, six? Zero? I figured it was zero. one or the other. <laughs> six targets, zero catches. Ouch. Every other game, the most he's gotten was three. This past game, he got one target, one catch for 11 yards, and his first carry of the season happened to be a double reverse that went for a touchdown. Like, uh, yeah, I'm... I'm absolutely fine moving these two because I really, DeMario Douglas seems like he's going to be a thing. Like we don't know what their quarterback or that offense is going to be, but DeMario Douglas is doing pretty well on complete trash of an offense. So I think there's like, he's a bet. Like they're, they're one of those teams where it's like, like if the Patriots like draft a QB, let's say next year. And even if they draft another receiver, like they still only have like DeMario Douglas and now like the new guy, like they don't have anybody else. So even if they draft like another good receiver, it's like, that might actually be like helpful. You know what I mean? Like, I think, yeah, I don't know. It's like, he's on a rookie contract and kind of came out of nowhere. Like, I think he's going to like stick around because who have they had for the past, like five years, Jacoby Myers. Hey man, he worked for a while. I'm like, no one. I'm so sad that Juju has not worked out at all, but I guess that's really neither here nor there. So the last, I wasn't wasn't trying to talk. No, 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 no. I, I did not think you were, but still, it still hurt my feelings talk, anyway. I wasn't trying to talk smack about Jacoby Myers. I, I'm a big Jacoby Myers fan, for the record. I just was more ripping on the Patriots wide receiver situation over the past few years. Oh, and it is low-hanging fruit. Because it, yeah. So the last trade we have on our sheet, Trade Addicts 10. This is a big one. So it is Sam Howell, Puka Nakua, Dontavian Wicks and a 25 first for Deshaun Watson, Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor, and DeAndre Hopkins. But this, I looked back, was actually post-Jonathan Taylor. So we knew Jonathan Taylor was hurt when this trade was made. I say we. I was not part of it. Um, This was actually made in spite of me. I was trying to get a trade for Sam Howell and Puka and Tank Dell, actually. And he kept saying no, and then this trade went through. Um, so Sam Howell, Puka, Dontavian Wicks, and a 25 first from a team that's in first place right now. And four, Deshaun Watson, Derek Henry, Jonathan Taylor, and DeAndre Hopkins. I'm going to go first because I don't care. I want the younger players so easily on this. Like, I want Howell, Puka, Wicks, and the first. Like, I have no interest in Deshaun Watson. Like, I'm a competing team. He's not playing. He's not scoring well. He wasn't playing well in the first place, Derek Henry, a free agent at the end of the season. Like, yeah, he'll probably score you points the rest of the season, especially like, look, he didn't do great in November, but it's December. It is Derek Henry time, but also he's not getting the receptions. Like they, it is full on. Ty J Spears is the receiving back, but Derek Henry's going to score those touchdowns. So that'll be fine. Jonathan Taylor, if he doesn't come back this season, this is even more of a waste. And Hopkins is just the Titans offense in general is up and down too much for me to, depend on DeAndre Hopkins on a championship bound roster, but Puka and Sam Howell, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing by this Sam Howell was a QB three on their team. 
but even still, he's scoring like a top 10 QB. So, like, to me, I want Howell, Puka, Wicks, and the first. And it, it's not really super hard for me. What about you, John? Nope. <laughs> what about you, Rocky? Um, to, it's closer for me than it is for you. Probably because I still value Watson um, probably more than I should. Uh, and I get if you're uh, competing, uh, you know, he's not going to get you any points. Um, but like you said, Henry, I, I I would be scared to death to roster after this year. And Hopkins means nothing to me at this point, pretty much. So I still take the younger player side, but it's a little closer for me. Um, But I I am coming around on Hal. I was not a big Hal guy, but he keeps scoring, and he's going to be the starter at least next year. Uh, Do you guys think that I love? Do you guys think I hear a lot of people? I'm sorry to cut you off, Rocky. I just wanted you guys to know I was back, but I do hear a lot of people like it's mixed, and I'm. It's like some people are like they got their guy in Howell and then other people are like they're totally drafting another guy next year. And I'm like it's like this real mixed thing. And um, if you guys were both going younger on this one, I was going to agree with you. My only thing is I don't know what to make of Howell because he kind of seems like he's had a really good year. But then some people are just assured that like they're going to draft a new guy next year. So I don't know enough about that stuff, but I, that's I think the it's word in the, on the street. I think it's in the middle of those two things. I don't think they necessarily think they definitely have their guy, but I don't think they're drafting somebody next year. I mean, the rest of the season is going to matter a lot because they have the number four pick right now, which very well could be a quarterback because as of now, I mean, there's Caleb Williams who's going to go – at you know one drake may probably two to new england and then jt daniels who's going to supposedly win the heisman will probably get drafted pretty early and then there's even another you know one or two quarterbacks that can probably get drafted in the first round also so like there's a lot a lot of quarterbacks that will be drafted probably two teams that need them but yeah like i mean i have no idea and now i see that they're, the Bears are looking at the enemy for a head coach, which don't get me wrong. Yes, go give that man a head coaching job. But like in my head, I want him to stay in Washington. And part of that is because I was hoping he would like Howell and keep him there. Yeah. So I'm there. I'm, I'm in on Howell because I liked him from the beginning, but it, I don't have any backing for it. I, I don't have any confidence whatsoever that he stays there. He still does make a lot of real life NFL mistakes, though. Oh, yes. Yes, he yeah. does. All right, so let's move on to listener questions. Um, at Messi Messick, Messi Messick. All right, man, get make your handle easier for me to say. Um, so I, I asked what people wanted for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever they celebrate. Uh, for some reason, I asked my wife for more New York Jets gear. Like, is that instead of coal in your stockings, you get Jets gear? <laughs> like, I, I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not up on those traditions. I don't know. Um, what are your thoughts on Fields? I drafted a lot of Fields in Superflex leagues, and I'm starting to wonder if it's time to get what I can for him or ride it out. What kind of value would you un- offload him for? What are your Fields on Jets, John? Jets, John. Wow. No, Fields, John. My thoughts on Fields? Yep. I, I'm i not out on him. I'm really curious. I wish I had a crystal ball because, I like, obviously I don't think – I don't think the Bears are going to stick with him. I think they're going to pick – a different QB and probably go with like a new head coach and just go in a new direction. Um, I feel like with the QB market, like 
somebody's gonna want Fields. I just hope it ends up in a like a better situation because he's a really fun. He can be a really fun guy to watch. You know what I yep. mean? Like, um, and he's really fun for fantasy. Um, so I know for me, I definitely want um, in Superflex want at least a mid. 24 first, maybe like a little something on on top, depending on what's available. Um, I feel like there was a point again this season where he hit a real low kind of in value, and he's like proven himself enough that um, you should still at least be able to get like a 24, a nice 24 first, you know, not like a late one, and like maybe a little yeah i think a little piece or two on top even maybe like he's still got that um that just like crazy spontaneous rushing upside where he can like lose a game but still get you like 30 points you know like um it's kind of funny uh uh, one thing I was just looking at here, I get there's a difference in in a real life stability perspective, but it, points per game, and I know Fields is a little off because he missed some games, but who do you think scored more, Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence? Man, Trevor Lawrence hasn't been having a great season, yeah, so it, I don't... It, it, it's Lawrence, but there's point two points per game difference, and like I think everybody still feels like Trevor Lawrence is worth a ton and then loves Trevor Lawrence and dynasty and everyone hates Justin Fields. Like I said, part of that is probably because there's obviously much more of a chance that fields could um, get replaced with how bad the bears are and how um, up and down he's been. But I just, from a fantasy perspective, if, if he still, I still think, and I've said this before, even if the bears were to get the number one pick and draft a quarterback fields, I think, Will they would they would have to trade Fields at that point, and he'd be starting yeah. somewhere with the state of quarterback in this league. So, I I still am pretty high on Fields. I was high on him coming out, and I know it's been hit or miss. He did he was, uh, and I think we talked about this earlier in the year, like in October. He was starting to heat up, uh, kind of like he had the year before, and then he got hurt. Uh, so, and now he's back, and then they had a bye. So it's kind of uh, up in the air, I guess, because he's missed so much time, but. I still think there's a lot of talent there. I still think there's not a lot of talent uh, around him. Um, he's got DJ Moore now, but that's about it. I guess Cole Komet maybe. Uh, and not I'm much else well. to throw to. Yeah, but I just think it might even be better if the Bears draft a quarterback and he gets to go somewhere else, actually. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I still have a lot. I still have hopes for fields that um, – I definitely see he could. I could see him still ending up kind of being a uh, consistent QB one if he can kind of get the coaching and put it all together. Yeah, um, exactly. Everything Rocky just said. Um, I think that that coaching staff needs to go away. Um, so either they draft a quarterback, and some team wants Justin Fields. They pay for Justin Fields in draft capital, which means they'll use him, or they don't draft a quarterback in which case they're committing to Justin Fields. Like, imagine they trade back, like, two spots, you know, and draft Marvin Harrison Jr. And you have Marvin Harrison Jr., ex-extraordinaire, and then DJ Moore on the other side. And then 
Roshan Johnson is another year into the league. More Where are you guys at? playing running back. Hey, how's it going? You're back again. And he's great receiving out of the backfield. Like and Komet, who is coming into his own as a tight end. Like that offense has the ability, has the personnel and potential to be great. They just traded a really good pick for Chase Cleveland. You not hear me? I hear you, but I was in the middle of talking. Um, our next question from from top ten scoring oh. Scott Fishbowl at Real Fantasy TL. Is it worth going after Mazda Mitch Trubisky? I've never heard that one before. Or CJ Beathard if you are in the playoff hunt. All I all I want for Christmas is to win SFB thirteen. LOL JK. I just want everyone to enjoy the holidays with the people that are closest to them. Josh is too nice. He should have just left it at I want to win SFB. Yes. And he's scoring like he might. So um my answer is no. You don't want to start either of them if no. you're competing. Um I, that that's I, easy for me. I guess if you're desperate in Scott Fishbowl because you've lost like another quarterback or something. All right. So let's move on at Scott underscore Sidlow. I know that guy, another dude who I think is crushing it. Scott Fishbowl style. Um, I don't have many one QB dynasty leagues remaining in my portfolio, uh, but the ones I'm in, I'm competitive. So with all the QB injuries, I find myself needing a quarterback in a few. They appear to be massively overvalued. Shouldn't a first virtually get you any non-elite starting quarterback, especially when they're in the second or third best team that's four and nine? Uh, other, the second or third best on a team that's four and nine. Are my leagues just stingy or has the value changed? QBs up or draft picks down? Um, again, I think a first should get you virtually any starting quarter like everyone no, except the elite elite elite, elite quarter like i'm not giving up Lamar yeah. or the, especially the top three for a for a random first but yeah like you should be able to get like brock purdy jordan love for a first without really especially because like you said and that's one of the reasons why one qb got a little uh for a lot of people it's silly that you have these guys on benches instead of being able to start them and, and so, yeah, I was just going to say, I think you should probably get like, like a golf or a Dak for a first, which would get you a ton of points. I was going to say, yeah, I think you, I think you should totally be able to get like golf, Dak, like um, maybe if you're lucky, like even like Herbert, if he's like having like some bad weeks or something, you know, um, if it's like one QB and they have like four quarterbacks, like, I don't know. Um I definitely feel like they're being kind of stingy if, um, I mean, like, I, I feel like um, you can get Russell Wilson for a second in Superflex right now, like, if you find the right guy. Yep. So, like, to not be able to get a decent quarterback for a first and a 1QB, it's like, yeah. it just I mean, sounds like it's those yeah, ones. you should be able to get, like, Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen for a first, but, like, yeah, definitely, I think, even, like, maybe, like, a Kyler or, like, uh, somebody like that with even like a little upside, you know, like, yeah, you should be able to get somebody. Yep. Last question at dynasty beach boy. Do you think it's time to move off of tight ends like Kelsey Kittle and Andrews for younger tight ends like Laporta McBride Kincaid, especially right before or after right before or during the playoffs while it's point scoring season. If you are contending, what do you do? And then what he wants for Christmas trade addicts gear. Remember when we used to actually have that? Yeah. 
I'm wearing a shirt I made myself just because I wanted a long sleeve shirt. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had a shop for a while and then it turned into the Scott Fishbowl shop and then it just never recovered after that because even though the SFB stuff moved off of... Is it time to come off of tight ends like Kelsey, Kittle, and Andrews? No. Yeah. Um, look, are you sad to have Laporta, McBride, or Kincaid on your team? Absolutely not. Uh, all f- six of these players, well, five of these players are scoring really well, and Andrews would be had he not hurt himself. Like, So I really don't think – I think you're overthinking it if you now take Kelsey or Kittle and – trade down unless you're getting a lot on top and the thing is you won't you you will not find someone who is probably willing to one for one Kelsey to Laporta like Laporta is doing well enough Kincaid is doing well enough McBride maybe you'll be able to get away with because people might not believe it enough but I I do um I've been but- amazed at what McBride has been doing like he went from zero to a hundred like it's just like he was doing nothing, and now he just he looks amazing. Second Ertz got Ertz went out of the way, and yep. it was the exactly one. again. It sucks. It took Ertz's injury to do it, but to the point where Ertz got healthy and they cut him. Like they, yep. you know, they, they think it's real. Also, and Kyler likes tight ends. It's not even the offense because it's a new offense this year, and there's he's still just peppering tight ends. So I. I, I really do like the, I mean, I'm still iffy on Kincaid because like, I, I, I just have a feeling like Dawson Knox comes back and Kincaid disappears again. Like that's the silliness. No, that is. no that's not going to happen. It shouldn't. No. That doesn't mean it won't. Um, so no, like, no. I don't think you purposely move off them. If you're competing, if you're not, and you can get someone to, sprinkle a little bit on top of McBride or Kincaid to move off of Kelsey Kittle. I would probably one for one, any of them. Andrews say that. Like, yeah. Um, Andrews, like now that he's hurt, if you're still competing, maybe I one for one with Laporta, but that's probably it. Everyone else. I would need something on top. Yeah. Even Kittle, Kittle to me has always been very up or down and he's, he's doing that again this year. So I, I would, I would be fine doing that. Even, I mean, you probably get a little bit on top of like a McBride, but definitely uh, the other two. I I, I would probably I would even consider Laporta. I think, like you said, you're, I don't think you're going to get Laporta straight up for any of these guys, including probably Kelsey. So yeah, I don't think you do. Yeah, so I mean, uh, for most people, yeah, I think the, I think one that, two. I think the day has passed that you can get Laporta straight up for Kelsey. You got to put something on top of Kelsey to get Laporta now. Yep. Um, I thought. Oh, I forgot to say shout out to Scotty Sidlow in that last question. Um, I think uh, I liked this question that um, was a Dynasty Beach Boy. Was that his name? Yeah. The, the, the tight end question on Twitter. Um, I liked this question because I actually have a contending team. I'm either in second or third, and I have Kelsey. I have Engram too. Um, I can't remember. I don't think it's premium this league but i was thinking of putting out offers to see if maybe somebody i i I think the guy that had laporta was like not doing well and he also had andrews and like somebody else and i was like well he doesn't need like all these tight ends right now um but then i like dawned on me and i was like well i'm competing 
And like, isn't the purpose to like have Kelsey for this reason, you know? And then of course, like the last few weeks, like, I don't know if, if like, it's because Taylor Swift's on tour or what, but it just seems like he's not, um, just seems like he's not doing his thing, you know, like the way that he used to. So kind of wish I would have put the feelers out there now for that. I think it's a excellent time to investigate trying to move off some of these guys if you're in a position to, because like um, I, I can see what you're saying out house about Dawson Knox coming back. I'm just doing the fingers crossed. Like, no, he'll just like block a whole bunch and they'll still throw to Kincaid all the time. <laughs> like, I'm just like, Fingers crossed for my Kincaid shares. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think if you can move off some of these guys, like some of the, I know there's like this myth of like first round tight ends not landing, but it's like these guys are obviously like killing it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think like, um, I think it's like pretty clear that like, you know, Kincaid and like Laporta are like excellent guys to be starting right now if you have them. So um, why not go younger if you can? Um but good luck, because like I said, I mean, maybe you have to find, like, somebody that's just, like, super, super, like, into, like, this big Travis Kelsey fan that's like, sure, I'll give you Laporta for Kelsey in a third. You know, it's like, I don't know too many people that are going to do that right now. So, yeah, but, but it, them, it's, it's, it's kind of great that we've hit this point where there's a decent amount of nice scoring tight ends, like. We, th- this isn't happen. This doesn't happen very often. So it's great that we're here, regardless of what age you want to sit at with all of that. Um, but that is the end of our show sheet. So that's yeah. going to be the end of our show. I, I know you had some some issues along the way, Mister Puff. I'll throw it out there one last time. Um, but I was still thrilled that you were here. I hope you had a good time and get your crap together, and we'll have you back on. All right. Yeah, man, it was great talking to you guys. Thank you for putting up with my technical difficulties. I apologize. Um, it was really fun talking to you. Sorry that it was the way it was. No, we, we are just glad you were here. Glad you made it to the end and you had fun. That's all that matters. Um, for our stuff, patreon.com slash trade addicts pod. You can hang out with us while we record. Let us know all the stuff we're forgetting to talk about. Say that, um, Frank, can you imagine Brock Bowers on KC to replace Kelsey? That would just be, wow. Um, You say stuff like that at the end of a show to just like make me want to keep talking for another 20 minutes, but I'm not going to do it because it's late and I'm tired. Um, Also, we have our awesome chat on Discord, the Cool Kids Club. Uh, But most importantly, most importantly, fantasycares.org. Uh, we are doing our Toys for Tots shop in these days. And right now we have going on an advent calendar, 25 jerseys in 25 days. Fantasycares.org slash GG. Go there and donate. $5 gets you on the calendar for one day, an additional dollar for every day for the rest through the 25th. And you get in the drawing every single day. Me, uh, Bob, Gil- Bob Gilchrist and I go live. And give away a jersey every single day to a random person who has donated. So get in on that. Get yourself some awesome stuff and help us get some awesome stuff for kids for Christmas. And I'm I'm spent. So good night, guys. Good night, Russ. Thank, Thank you, you for listening to the Great Addict Podcast. A proud member in the 
Dynasty Addicts Podcast Network. Please follow your hosts at Dynasty Health and at Dynasty Addicts. Please subscribe, rate, and review. We will catch you next time on the Trade Addict Podcast. Poopy Pan. Daddy's the best. <laughs> See ya.